Hi, I'm Ira Joy, and welcome to Dear Future Boss, a podcast about the things I've learned being young, creative, and unemployed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next installment of our At Home series. Our guest for this episode is an impressive young woman by the name of Gabrielle Downs. She is an arts graduate from the University of Melbourne and is an avid traveller, reader and writer, producing work for a range of publications, including her own lifestyle blog, Wild Wanderers. Welcome to the podcast, Gabrielle. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. (laughs) Now you prefer to go by Gabby, don't you? Yeah, Gabby, yes. it would be much easier. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, Gabby, Gabby and I have known each other for a couple of years now, haven't we? I know. Yeah, it's probably oh, like yeah. two years. <laughs> yeah, two years. And, and yeah. over that time, we've had some really great conversations. So I'm really looking Definitely. forward to our chat today. And, and there's lots to chat about when you think about it. <laughs> um, <Yep. laughs> there's lots happening out there in the world. But before we get stuck into it, I want to know, how are you? How are you feeling amidst everything that's going on right now? Um, today I'm good, which is awesome. I definitely think it's day by day, um, emotions wise. Uh, so I was, yeah, I woke up this morning feeling really good and happy. So, yeah. So how has the current pandemic impacted your work or your lifestyle, so to speak? So think back to before this all kind of happened and I think restrictions have been in place for about five weeks now so your life pre-COVID-19 how does that compare with your life these days? Yeah well pre-COVID-19 I was uh, a nanny so I would have a couple shifts a week doing that and then I was also on the job hunt so I was meeting um, for volunteer opportunities as well as kind of actively looking for paid employment um obviously now that's all kind of at a standstill it's the easiest way to describe it is it's all just on pause nanning's on pause the job hunt's kind of on pause volunteer work's kind of on pause so yeah it's been a lot of home time <laughs> with the fam and um yeah it's it's different for sure but yeah i definitely am grateful that i will have things to go back to that's a huge light at the end of the tunnel <laughs> yeah and that's it's good to have that perspective you know yeah. i think um you've always been sort of more opt- optimistic in character anyway so i think I try to be. <laughs> yeah and i think <laughs> I, you know a lot of people can boil it down to a bit of delusion and ignoring the reality but i think it's yeah. an important quality to be optimistic especially in a time like this you know because there is always light at the end of the tunnel nothing Definitely. lasts forever so mm-hmm. even this standstill that you talk about, it will pass, you know? Yeah. Let's talk about the challenges though. You know, I, I want to know for you personally, what are your biggest daily challenges and how are you finding your way through them? Uh, on a daily basis, I think the biggest challenge, especially in the last couple of weeks, have been kind of having nothing concrete to do every day. I found that like waking up in the mornings, I'd be like, oh, I have nothing to do. And so to like kind of combat that bit, I was trying to create something for me to do, whether it was something productive, like a workout or a meditation or like just the thought of I'm going to wake up tomorrow and read a couple of chapters of my book rather than me dwelling on the fact, oh, I've got nothing to do. Like I'll get to like 2 to 3 p.m. and it's like I've done a bunch of productive things and I've had a good morning and then it's like, oh, it's just so much of the day left to go that I have to try and like fill. It's kind of like filling in time, which isn't always like a pleasant idea. You want to like make the most of the time you have. So to have to like kind of fill it in. It's been 
a weird whirlwind the past few weeks of different emotions and trying to be productive, but also like listening to my body and where my head's at and being like honoring that, I guess. And like, so if I'm tired, you know, resting or if I'm feeling a bit down then like journaling or meditating or having a chat to someone, that sort of thing. So you highlighted something that was interesting to me because this whole idea of not having anything to do, I think everyone's relating to that uh, feeling, but I want to know, why do you think we, we find ourselves a little bit stuck around not having things to occupy our time? You know, is it a result of boredom or do you think there's, there's something more to it in the kind of, you know, world that we live? I mean, there is so much opportunity out there. Why do you think people are feeling stuck or feeling at a loss with regards to how they feel their days? Uh, I think it has a little bit to do with people that are uncomfortable with change. I think they attach themselves to the things they're used to doing. So whether it's, you know, they're used to being the person that goes to the gym or they're used to having that nine to five job and then that's kind of going away to a certain extent and then feeling completely like at a loss of all oh, this massive change has happened and then not knowing how to jump into something different because they've always known that one thing I think it's I think it's a lot of that like challenging yourself and stepping out of your comfort zone even if it's just like joining an online class or like finding like something different you hadn't thought of before because you hadn't had to um yeah I think it's a lot to do with kind of people's how they feel about change, how people feel about change. It has a lot to do with that. Yeah. Yeah. Important word, I think change, because Mm. that's something in just normal uh, day to day that people struggle with, right? Because we get, we get stuck into these habits or um, ways of doing things, even in ourselves, we, we, we get stuck in a frame of mind or an attitude set of attitudes that we, we are used to. So, and maybe this change is, it's unlike any change that people have experienced yeah. before. Cause I think with change, usually it's, you know, unfortunately a tragedy that's ha- occurred in your life or yeah. um, some sort of, you know, financial struggle or a breakup, things like that. But this yeah. kind of change feels different, right? <laughs> yeah. It's widespread. <laughs> so I guess, yeah. Um, amidst that change, what are you feeling with regards to, your future you know as being a young creative who was yeah. on the verge of really just starting your 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 creative uh career i suppose as a job seeker yeah. how does this kind of change make you feel about the future i think in the beginning like when this all kind of went to lockdown i was frustrated because i felt like i had put in quite a lot of work since the beginning of the year and for it to all kind of go on pause i was a bit a bit frustrated um but coming kind of out of that and dealing with that I am quietly hopeful I think I want to say for now that this will lead to bigger and better things um yeah so I'm just holding on to that more like I still get frustrated at times like I wish there was something more I could do to like propel me further faster but you've just got to take one day as it is and yeah, hope for the best sometimes, especially when stuff like this is just out of our control. Absolutely. And yes, I think, you know, another, another thing that we need to tap into at this time is the idea of patience. Yeah. You know, you said before that, you know, feeling like wishing that you had the opportunity to propel faster towards your goals and careers. And again, I think everyone, even people who were already employed or in their dream job are always looking for that next thing and always looking for a way to level up. But within a short period of time, like I feel we often become hasty 
towards Mm -hmm. what we want in life and because of the way we've become accustomed to it you know we these days you can order food at the you know click of a button exactly you you do so many things so perhaps this time is you know encouraging us to understand patience and to learn to learn to live in patience I really love the phrase quietly hopeful that you Mm. just mentioned there. I think that that's what we need to lean into as a community, as creative peers, as just people, humans of the world, living with a sense of being quietly hopeful. So as you are uh, Mm. looking in that optimistic way, what opportunities are you seeing come from this pandemic? What do you think we should be leaning into or we should be grateful for to help us to get through this time? I think we should be grateful that we've had this opportunity to slow down um, and to, I know for me, I'm super grateful that I've had this time to spend at home with my family as I'm kind of getting on in my twenties. I know that will come to an end pretty soon, you know? Um, and so I'm super grateful to have this time at home with them that I'll, I'll remember forever because it's been a weird and like, it will be a standout experience of all of our lifetimes, I'm sure. Um, so, yeah, we should just be grateful, I think, for the little things, whether it's, you know, having getting to have dinner with your family every day of the week because we're all here or getting the opportunity to reassess what we want because we got an extra month of, you know, when nothing was really happening and we got to really reflect and then we move forward with more confidence because it's like, yes, I know that I want what I'm chasing. And, yeah, I think it's those small things it's highlighting just even like I ran a f- started to run a few errands the other day and just like something as simple as going to Kmart I was like wow this is fun <laughs> because we didn't get to do it that much over the last few weeks so kind of taking things back to basics and we know what a powerful thing gratitude is you know definitely it's, it's a movement I believe that um, started because of Oprah and her oh, yeah. <laughs> was propelled into the mainstream because of Oprah yeah. and her gra- gratitude journal practice. Yep. So it is something that we, we know and we can see works for people. But as you've said, you being a quietly hopeful person and, and naturally optimistic person, perhaps that comes a little easier. So what do you think, how do you think other people who might not, naturally be in that situation how Mm. can they tap into gratitude for someone if it's unfamiliar to them you know we yeah we we are fortunate that we have families that can support us or yes you know good friends around us but for those without in not in that situation what can we do for them or how can they be helped to find gratitude in this time when i first started kind of focusing more on gratitude what i first did uh, was make for every month, like I write down every day of the month and I'd write down three days every day, three things, sorry, three things every day I was grateful for. Um, and if I couldn't think of anything cause I'd had kind of a bad day, well then I was grateful that I was breathing. That's always a really easy one to start with. You're grateful for your breath. Um, and then you're grateful for the love in your life from whether it's family or friends or the love you have for a dog or yourself. So there's always things, even if they're super simple, primal things, things you can be grateful for. And I think that's where you have to start. You've got to start to be grateful for those things. And then that's when you can like build up, even if like you're grateful that the sky was blue today and that the sun was out, you know, 
it does it like it, it can sound silly and corny but they're the things that it does slowly shift your mindset and then you will take like what you put your mind to is what you'll notice it's one of I'm sure there's a psychological term for that <laughs> yeah but you know when you're like um it's that thing where if you think oh I'm going to notice every red car today then you'll notice all the red cars as opposed to when you hadn't thought about that so if you're gonna like I'm gonna notice the good in today well then hopefully mm. you'll notice the more good yeah mm, perhaps it's a, some kind of psychological yeah I'm sort sure of there's impact. a term I did but, psychology for two years but <laughs> <laughs> but what you said what you what you focus on you will notice yeah. right I, I think yeah. that's yeah that, that's really clear and I think one of the things we have most in common is our love for words and for yeah. writing. So tell, tell our audience a bit more about how writing and how journaling has really helped you as a creative, not only as a creative actually, but as a young person navigating yeah. your life. Just um, navigating the emotions and like the emotional maturity that you kind of get between like teenager and young adult, that kind of jumping that gap. Journaling has been massive to understanding those emotions and like becoming aware of them and then being able to like react to them in a mature way also so yeah I don't know if I have a specific example for that one but just like getting to know yourself better too and journeys of like self-love and self-acceptance and like not comparing yourself to other people because you're aware of your path because you've taken the time to like get to know yourself to that point yeah and there is a, there is a power to writing it down right rather yes, than definitely. just than just thinking about thinking yeah there's it. a power to writing it down and then there's a power to revisiting it and reading it back too definitely I always find that super helpful going back even if it's like a year later and being like wow like I've grown so much from that point but I understand where I was like that's always super helpful to me too have you been doing a lot of journaling in isolation I've done a little bit. Yeah. When I've, I kind of journal when I need to, I don't like, I'm not one that journals every day. I wish I was like that, but I'm not really. I just kind of like, Oh, I need to journal. And then I will. Um, it's kind of a form of like release, I guess. So yeah, no, I have, especially the days where I have been more frustrated or feeling a bit down. Um, journals has really helped me. (laughs) Mm, It is, it is really, uh, it's kind of therapy and I'm the same, you know, I, you know, whilst you were, we're both bloggers, but that kind of writing is very different yeah, than, writing, different. than writing in your own personal journal. And perhaps it's an exercise, you know, a lot of people can start taking up, I think, yeah. amidst, you know, doing puzzles and mm-hmm. baking bread. <laughs> <laughs> I know yeah. so much banana bread on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, but it's a different kind of creativity. And as you said, mm. um, an exercise in being mindful. And I know that's something yeah. that you're passionate about as well, just this idea of mindfulness. It's, is it yeah. something that you've been researching lately? Yes, definitely. Um, I first got into it a couple years ago when I started doing yoga with my mum. We went to a studio near nearby and they would often talk about kind of this mindfulness and that kind of sparked an interest for me. And I went on to study it a little bit. So mindfulness for people that maybe aren't too familiar with it is kind of just the practice of being in the present moment and being mindful, <laughs> really simply put. It's got a lot to do with kind of breath work and meditation because that's kind of the way you quiet that monkey mind, the, our brain that's always, always going um, and bringing us back to the present moment and living in the now, which I know is quite big in like the spiritual community at the moment, kind of all those books, the power of now and all of that, that's super relevant. So it's definitely a really interesting um, topic and it's been really important to me and really driven kind of my 
my interest in meditation and breath work and yeah journaling even I think is an act of mindfulness because it is kind of that present moment of what am I feeling right now and really releasing that and honoring it as well yeah and I suppose having a gratitude practice is part of that too definitely yeah, yeah definitely part of that too I think a lot of those like five minute journals and all of that they'll do like that's very focused on this mindfulness movement um, and gratitude is a massive part of those journals as well, I'm sure. From a personal perspective, mm-hmm. how has doing that act of living in the present moment, how has that helped you on a day-to-day basis? Because I know that's something that a lot of people are struggling with right now. It's just yeah. getting through the day or finding some sense of structure or rhythm to your day when everything yeah. else feels so uncertain. So how have you been using mindfulness? I've been using it to kind of pull me back into the present moment. Definitely. I definitely would um, emphasize, I would definitely emphasize that it is a practice. You're not going to be perfect at this. I've been doing it for years and I'm still nowhere near kind of what I would declare as a very mindful person. Um, But I definitely like even just the act of like sitting quietly for a moment and just like being like, okay, this morning I'm going to get up and brush my teeth and then I'm going to go um, downstairs and have breakfast and like all of that running through it first. And then when you go and do it, you're like, oh, you're more in the moment because you've thought about it. It's intentional and you're present, even in the simple act of brushing your teeth. Like I think people can get kind of like scared of the big words like mindfulness and meditation because it sounds like spiritual woo-woo sometimes. But all it really is is just really simply being in that moment and that's and it doesn't have to be hard yes it can be challenging but it's not hard yeah it is a frightening thing as you said it's a practice you have to develop to give yourself a couple of minutes every day to really Mm -hmm. reflect and assess what you want in life because as mentioned before there is so much out there that's sending us different messages about who we should be what we should have you know, what we should be doing, even with regards to, to now, I feel sometimes that little pressure of all of these people are doing such great things on this quarantine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Maybe I should be taking up, you know, arts and crafts and doing extra things. (laughs) Do that, that pressure. So how do we kind of, how do we combat that as someone who doesn't, you know, has never done journaling or has never learned about mindfulness? What's one thing, one or two things they can start doing to cut out the noise and sit with themselves? Um, I think developing healthy boundaries with the noise (laughs) is a really good way to start. Um, Even for me with just for the example of COVID-19, I haven't watched the news in like two weeks because didn't like it, wasn't helpful, was making me feel bad. I'm like, that's not pleasant. So boundary, bam, it's gone. Um, Another thing I did last week was I put a time limit on some of my social media apps because I was spending way too much time on my social media apps. So I think I've put like a half an hour time limit. And then when I hit that, the app goes away and I can't get on it for the rest of the day. So it's like a 24 hour limit. Um, So just like simple boundaries, whether it is kind of blocking an app for an amount of time or just logging out for an amount of time, They don't have to be like really hardcore boundaries, but just starting with the little things to make to make um, a difference to your mental health and give you more time for things like journaling. um, So you're not getting distracted by the apps or by the noise. Yeah. 
and in a way it's not so much doing something so adding to your mm. plate of things to do it's more like removing something isn't it yeah a lot of the time it is removing or placing just a limit on something like yes. that's enough of that today yeah yes boundaries so important mm-hmm. i think something uh you know underrated really when it comes to living a, a meaningful life as well like we yeah. think about the boundaries or the, our lack of boundaries when it comes to our relationships yeah well or i just you, read a work. quote the other day that was um compassion without boundaries is self-destruction so, yes can you so please repeat can you please repeat that for the people <laughs> in the can, back <laughs> compassion without boundaries is self-destruction i was like yeah okay i even like me i have to take that so seriously because i am definitely a super like how can i help person that's just my personality i want i want to help everyone and but I need to help myself too. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. It, yeah. To me, it's that that um, metaphor of an, um, an empty cup. You know, how can you yes. pour? How can you I pour can from an em- empty cup? So yeah. completely. Oh, I, gosh, I love that. Okay, we're gonna have to clip, <laughs> clip that and put that across our <laughs> socials. <laughs> Now, I know that you are an avid traveler as well, and obviously yes. you, you haven't been able to do that lately, but you yeah. were in Italy at the start of the year. I was. And I remember you coming back telling me that you, you learned a lot on that trip, or the prior trip in Europe when prior you went trip. last yeah, year. I travel so, a lot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I want to get your um, perspective on um, what traveling has has meant for you as a, as a young person, you know, navigating life, but then how the new restrictions and the changing world Mm. now makes you feel as someone who loves to travel so much. (laughs) Well, it's so funny. It's like when something's taken away from you, you're like, Oh damn, I want it back. (laughs) Um, I had actually like, cause I had done a lot of traveling in the last six months. I was super content this year with saving some money and not traveling. And then the minute that they put the restrictions on, I have been just making a bucket list of places I want to go and like travel goals and like all this stuff. So it's funny how then like something happening to like stop something just makes you want to do it even more sometimes. But yeah, traveling has been massive. I grew up with family overseas. So that's kind of where that traveling kind of started. My parents obviously had the means to take us um, to America mostly to see family. Uh, And then they would always, add little trips onto that trip to make it a little bit different. Um, And then that's where that love started. And I've just been super, super lucky. And I think there's, these restrictions have just made me even more reflective on the fact that I've been so lucky to travel as much as I have and so lucky to see different parts of the world. Um, And just, yeah, just lucky in general. We got out of Italy like three days before it got really bad there. Like crazy. Um, So lucky. So yeah, we could have been stuck there for a while, but we weren't. So, yeah, and that's yeah, and that's awesome. And as you said, that um, perspective of gratitude is really yeah, obviously something that you've developed because I do see a lot of people who uh, don't have what they are used to having. You know, a lot of people yeah. who are, who live there spend their lives traveling. This would shake up their lifestyle. You know, Definitely. even people who travel for business and things, but being able to be grateful for what you've been able to do mm-hmm. because in many ways travel is that luxury that not everybody has in a way what's happening is causing us to reflect on that you yeah. know 
because I, I was thinking too about environmental reasons and things like that. Would you say yeah. that everything happening now is causing people to rethink the way, how indulgent we've been with regards to, to everything? I, I hope so, because my parents were telling me the other day that in the Venetian canals, they can now see jellyfish because the pollution's that low. And I'm like, that's like so cool. Like we were just there, like you couldn't see anything. So the fact it's changed that quickly in a pretty short amount of time, just by reducing like our, what we admit into the, into the atmosphere, it's crazy. So hopefully people take notice of that. I'm probably a little bit of a cynic when it comes to this sort of stuff. I don't know if people will really learn, but I, I hope that they do um, because I think it's important and it's something I'm trying to um, educate myself on more because I think knowledge is power when it comes to most things. And so even if just it comes out of us being a little bit more educated on how we can really change for the better when it comes to stuff like climate change or um, plastic and all of that stuff. Mm, yeah, mm, absolutely. Just being open-minded enough yeah. to, to, to see how our daily habits are yeah. affecting the world we live in. I really do think this whole thing, it's a, it's a way of the universe of our yeah, environment saying, the beginning too. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. stop and think, stop and think about what you're doing to our earth and what we're mm-hmm. doing to each other. You know, it's highlighted a lot of problem areas <laughs> in our humanity as well. Yeah. This whole thing. Mm-hmm. But um, what you said about educating yourself, I think that's a, yeah. another wise thing to consider during this time. We've got the time to, so seeking knowledge, seeking ways yeah. to improve yourself and your perspective on the world. So, what specific resources have you been finding helpful or interesting that you'd like to share with our audience? I've been reading a lot of books. I've probably read like half a dozen books since we've gone into lockdown. Amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's been really helpful. I read a couple kind of nonfiction ones too, kind of focusing on like self-help and that sort of thing. Um, as for specific resources... I recently read uh, Brene Brown's Rising Strong. That was a really good book of coming back after a setback or a failure, which could be really helpful for people right now. Um, She talks about kind of this rising strong process and being brave in the face of like failure and knowing the difference between I failed and I am a failure sort of Mm. thing. So um, that was really helpful. And yeah, just kind of having regular content that I come back to rather than like flooding myself with all the noise that I have like regular creators that I'll come back to every week. Um, and you know, so it's kind of more like a consistent voice rather than lots of voices. Um, that's been really helpful too. And it's given me something to look forward to. It's like, Oh, that person's posting a video today or I'm like, I get it like once a week and it's, it's exciting. Mm-hmm. So just like, yeah, silly little things like that have been super helpful. Um, and yeah, of course, as we already spoke about meditating and journaling and yeah, those boundaries on the news and stuff like that, just Mm. kind of, it's like, it takes a little bit of like listening to what you need and like, okay, that felt good. So we'll avoid some of that because it made me feel better. And it's, yeah, it's really an intuitive process because it's going to be different for everyone. Some people, the news will be a comfort to them. Others, it's just like, get away. So yeah, it's, it's different for everyone. Yeah, and being able to have those boundaries means you create more time for more yeah. meaning, meaningful things. And and reading, I think, is one of those. Again, it's become um, 
an overlooked sort of recreational thing. And I'm talking about traditional reading with a book, yeah. right? Physical <laughs> book. And I know yeah. what a, a passionate reader you are. And Gabby actually mm-hmm. has a fantastic post on the mentorship blog about her love for reading mm-hmm. and, her, and her belief that reading is a powerful thing. So yeah, great thing to encourage people during this time. Yeah. Try to pick up, if you can, um, pick up a hard copy book and yeah. immerse yourself in that. I want to give you the chance now to also give a word of encouragement to your peers. So what would you like to say to them at this time? What words of advice do you want to offer them? Well, I was watching um, one of the creators I watch every week <laughs> and um, it's a family channel. And uh, one of the things they tell their kids is you can do hard things. And that really stuck with me. So I'd like to tell all my peers that you can do hard things. And this thing we're doing right now is pretty hard <laughs> and we're going to get through it. Um, and we are getting through it. Like we're on the upward and outward now, I really hope. <laughs> um, and that just being compassionate to yourself because each day you're doing the best you can and that's going to look different every day and that's all right too it's okay to be super tired and down one day and then feel good the next day and everything is is okay it's okay to feel how you're feeling is what I would want to tell everyone and just keep reaching out to people and know that it's going to get better and if people want to connect with you, Gabby, where can they find you out there in cyberspace? <laughs> well, my blog, wildwanderers.com, um, has a bunch of stuff and people can get to know me a bit better there. Or I have an Instagram if people are super interested in seeing travel photos. It's at Gab Downs. So super easy. <laughs> Perfect. And we'll have put those yeah. links in the description as well. So thank you so much, Gabby, for taking thank the time you. to chat. We're so thrilled to have someone so positive and so hopeful um, in our community. And we know that those energies will transfer over to everybody listening. So we can't wait to see what's on this other side and to keep following you and what you do with your creativity. So thank, thank you. Thank you so you. much. Thanks, having me it's been so much fun <laughs>